Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I got a very special guest, Mr. Derek Lopez here. Derek, how are you today? Good, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you got going on. So my name's Derek Lopez. I'm the founder of Stand Up Our Kids, LLC. And I founded the company two years ago, pretty much on the premise of a life experience that kind of changed everything for me. And uh, in a nutshell, my son broke his leg, got in a wheelchair for four months in kindergarten, and all that sedentary behavior created some light bulbs for me. And one thing led to another, and I started a a student standing desk company. We're one of the only ones in the country, or maybe one of the only ones in the world that manufactures standing desks for students exclusively and only. And so, yeah, we've been in business for over a year and a half, and we have our product in eight states. And I also am pretty heavy on all the platforms pushing out the message that we need to quit the sedentary behavior and really, uh, like the name says, stand up our kids and get them off their butts and get them living their lives. So your journey into this is uh, pretty amazing because um, you have a, a personal challenge that happened in your life. but. Uh, in our previous discussion, tell us like you never had any experience like building a desk or, or going into manufacturing. Tell us that journey because that's that's very interesting because it's kind of your educational path into your business. Yes, totally. So I have a business degree and, uh, and I have a degree in business administration and I've always aspired to be a business owner. My father uh, was a business is a business owner. My grandfather was a business owner. And so I never really had a marriage to any one industry I just wanted to contribute and so uh, when this happened the episode happened and I thought to myself okay if I put myself out there if I try to manufacture a desk if I start this company if I start trying to sell to schools you know I don't have education experience I don't have engineering experience um, you know how am I going to do this and honestly it was like what a millennial would do. I opened my phone, I pressed YouTube, and then I just searched what I was looking for, and the snowball kind of uh, built up. And so, and as a salesperson, I thought the first thing I need to do when I start, you know, this process, is make sure that everyone around me uh, has a good first impression, right? Whether it's the manufacturing partners or the teachers or whoever I'm talking to, you know. I got to have that conviction. I got to be passionate about this. They got to believe me. You know, do I really want to do this? And so I, I thought about it and thought about it. And I said, yes, I'm like ridiculously passionate about this. Like this is definitely what I want to do. And so that conviction, you know, when talking to my manufacturing partner, they felt it. The teachers and the, and the schools that test piloted the, the, the prototype, uh, they felt it. You know, because really when I was engineering this product, I thought to myself, okay, I don't know how to draw renderings. I don't know CAD. I, I've never used CAD, uh, but 
you know, let me ask the manufacturer if I can just draw it on a piece of paper and put the right measurements, and then can they use their manufacturing expertise to figure out a prototype? And the answer was yes. They're like, look, just draw it up, take some pictures of it with your phone and send it to us. And so I, it took me a while. I screwed up a bunch, but I did it. And then those renderings turn into a, a live real tangible prototype like two weeks later when those prototypes were in my front door that's when i really i was like okay this is real now like i have a product to provide and and once you take the step you know into the unknown and things you don't know you will educate yourself you will you have adaptation skills like you are designed to learn and adapt and grow and develop at anything right so that, that's kind of where it happened so you've seen success in the classroom with um, the kids who are actually using the desk, right? So, you know, when, we, when you and I were in, in elementary school, I'm assuming you were uh, the same as me. We sat down, we had to be in rows and those types of things. And now, you know, we're learning that a more active classroom is a better learning space. Tell us a little bit about some of the stories in, in classrooms that teachers and students and parents are telling you uh, about your product and how it's changing the way education is, is happening. So what you said there from the assigned seat thing, what I've collected is, is that assigned seats deactivate a little but very big decision in a child's day. So an assigned seat literally deactivates this opportunity to make a decision for yourself as a student and how you learn. And I think that is serving an injustice to the education audience, to the students that are flowing through the system. Look, if 200 days a year you are given a choice to, to uh, select your learning space um, out the gates, like writing your name on the test, right? This is like, like, a, like a fish in water. It's just so defaulted in your brain that it literally teaches self-awareness, right? And this is going to – will allow these students to grow into human beings saying, that's not how I learn. I learn best here, not there. And they will literally, their brains are now defaulting to self-assess the second they walk through the door. So it's like, all right, Derek in 1989 went to kindergarten and didn't have that opportunity to activate that psychology at, in his brain, right? He had to sit in the same seat, assigned seat, can't even think about it. It's <laughs> not even an opportunity. I got to sit there, and that's what they said. You fast forward to 2019, Derek, with our products in those classrooms, the teacher is telling them, I understand. You want a choice. Here's your choice. That experience right there for a student is mind-blowing. I mean, think about it. I never even thought it was possible to literally raise my butt off of the seat <laughs> in 1989. Yeah. And now we have kids that go into a classroom and – never sit down for the whole class. Right, right. So the, the spectrum is so huge right now of what we can provide kids. Again, you know, this is kind of a flexible learning conversation of the beanbag and the, you know, the, the stools and the Starbucks vibe, but is it's providing so much more power than people realize. And I, I'm telling you this from what the parents and the teachers 
are telling me and I'm telling you what happened to my son in second grade. My son was like a, a bottom five, bottom 10 reader, you know, sedentary distractions. Mm-hmm. Just we put in the standing desk and the accountability piece came in. We said, look, we're going to give you the standing desk. I get it. You got the energy, the fidgets. I need you to take this and run with it and focus. Cause if you don't focus, do your work, stay on task, enjoy your learning experience. The desk's going to get taken away from you. Right. He constantly held himself accountable, thinking to himself, well, before I do that, I should probably think, because if I do that, then the standing desk is going to be taken away. And the standing desk t- getting taken away is actually, we have to be careful. I'll play devil's advocate. I guys will tell you the good, bad, and the ugly. It's not <laughs> always the best thing because, you know, these kids love it so much right now. It's so new. It's so novelty. It's that they're now getting sad when it's taken away. So right. this is really powerful stuff. Beyond like, hey, just let the kid stretch his knees and stretch her back and stand up. It's healthy. It's it's literally helping them develop in their brains the right way to make choices for themselves. And it's interesting because over the past couple of years, I've been in the education business for about 20 years now. And as a teacher, one of the things that we have are kind of now they're getting us the the stand-up things that go on top of your desk and those types of things and and why we wouldn't ever think this is is beyond me um i i love how this has so many different like realms of of just growing and 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 becoming like the students become their own owners of 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 their choices and their actions and and what you said about the taking away like okay you have to sit here and now okay now i just have to be obedient and i can't make any decisions for myself is mind-blowing something as simple as a desk and and then now how how this thing is growing so where do you see this going um from today on you're in eight states now which is incredible um how do you see this changing education beyond what it's already done so the 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 optimum goal, you know, and it might take me 10, 20 years to do it, is to have a few standing desks in every classroom and have it as the norm, right? Right now, how do you create something to be the norm and culture? You just got to put in the work, constant, constant, be relentless. And, you know, honestly, it might take me five years uh, just to build up a, a, a juicy enough audience to think this is real enough to push it, right? So, it, you know, what I do think is, is that it, we're in a seed planting mode right now, right? Because um, I, I'm going to go ahead and put myself out there to say that 100, unless the thing like breaks and, and it's just, you know, some kind of crazy freak accident, I'm going to say 100% of the time, this is going to be a good experience when you get a desk, right? Because of so many things. The kids that use it are going to be excited. The kids that aren't necessarily brave enough or, you know, willing to step out of that comfort zone and try it are going to see as like, Oh, Jack and Jill are using this at, you know, their school at, at, in the classroom, maybe mom and dad, can you get me this at home? You know, it's just, there's so many, you know, then, you know, another parent hears that, you know, their disruptive child is getting recommended to go to a therapist. And then the other disruptive child in the other classroom gets the standing desk. So now one family, you know, doesn't get the opportunity to use a standing desk, they still have to go to the therapist and check out if their kid's ADHD, while the other family is, it's off their plate because their kid has a standing desk, it's not an issue anymore. Like, we're literally taking these ADHD, like, possible, you know, diagnosis and taking them off the radar. Mm -hmm. So now, 
you know, this is not a, a stab at the system. This is a stab at culture, right? The car culture is designed that if the kids can't sit still, the kids fidgety, the kids moving around too much, you know, let's talk to the parents. And if it continues, then we talk to the therapist. And if it continues, then we use a medication. If it continues, we use a treatment program. And now all of a sudden your kid's on a treatment program because his foot fidgets and he distracts people because he stands up periodically. It's, it's a, now, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Now that kid's off the radar if you give him a standing desk. Now, I'm not saying ADHD is not real. Right. I'm just saying that we don't shortcut anymore, right? It's like we take the standing desk, we put it there. Now, if these issues still continue, then you continue your conversation. But it's a nice, simple intervention that's going to help these students that may don't, don't want to sit down for six, seven hours a day. I, You know what I... I I almost want to take intervention and take that out and just say, look, this is a strategy. This is a different strategy. This is a strength that a kid has in the classroom that it's just, it's not the quote unquote normal strength um, of what a, an obedient kid, however we describe that in our culture. And that's, that's why I love your product so much. I love the passion into this because this is now allowing more students to really see that you know what they they do belong they do actually can contribute they can make choices for themselves and it's opening such such a cool realm um watching your journey and the journey of the students um on this is spectacular and i think a lot more people need to see this um it is it's disrupting education right yes, so, really in a good way um and so where can people find you and the product so if you go to twitter you can go uh, find me at stand up our kids you can also go to instagram and find us there at the same stand up our kids you can also find me on instagram at stand up dad and then if you're on facebook you can find us at uh, stand up our kids and then snapchat you can find me at stand up dad uh, Medium, you can find me at Stand Up Dad. YouTube, you can find me at Stand Up Dad. Uh, LinkedIn, you can find me at Derek, uh, quote unquote, Stand Up Dad Lopez. <laughs> Is that all of them? I think so. <laughs> what kind of advice would you have for, I teach high school business, so I always ask uh, entrepreneurs like yourself, um, people who have found a passion and, and looked into something and just went for it. What kind of advice would you give to a young person who has a passion for something um, and yet the education system kind of scoffs at it or it's a little bit outside the realm? So if, okay. So our system is set up at this point in time and I have really high hopes for the future. I think this is going to change, I really do. But our system at the current time, uh, we're coming off of this wave of uh, creating workers, right, and creating in this industrialized type uh, setup where, you know, once you've graduated from the education system, uh, you have a stamp to go get a job, right? Now, and I'm not hating on that because I do think there's a lot of validity, positivity, and really, really great, wonderful things coming out of that. The bonus and gravy that you get for living in the United States of America is the opportunities that entrepreneurship give you. You can incorporate on LegalZoom right now for $150. So for $150, you can walk around and tell people that you have an LLC. And I'm saying that to the 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old, 19, 20-year-old kid, 
who's looking for more uh, ownership in their own ambition, right? And so, and this is why I love our standing desk because it gives kids ownership. And the only way you're going to get ownership is not from your teacher. It's not from your mom. It's not from your uncle. It's not from anyone except yourself. And you have to have a certain degree of selfishness in order to get yourself to selflessness. And so do not let society trick you. Do not let society make you think that selfishness is bad. There's good selfishness. Good selfishness means you're taking care of yourself. You're good with yourself. You feel good about who you are. And then once you can rest that down, you can get outside of yourself and make an impact and give to others. You will never become an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur, without impact. You can flip stuff on eBay and then put entrepreneur in your title, but you're not making an impact on society, so you're on a short-term gain. I've sold anything you can think of on, on eBay. I mowed lawns. I've always had two jobs. I still have two jobs. I don't think I've ever not had two streams of income because I own it. It's my career. It's my goals. And there have been multiple jobs where I've walked in on day five. This sucks. I don't want to do it. I'm leaving. Bye. And I have to tell you, you need to be a relentless lion, not a gazelle. You need to be a relentless lion on owning your life, owning your goals. And your mom and dad are going to have opinions. Your cousin who's been, you know, goofing around with you for the last 10 years and sees these new habits that you're doing, it's going to make fun of you, right? What are you doing, bro? You think you're an entrepreneur? You're going to get made fun of. You're going to get into some uncomfortable stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you own it, it's yours. That's spectacular advice. Um, and I can see how uh, stand up our kids can, can make this start to become a spark of owning. Um, it's amazing what you're doing. Um, thank you so much for being on uh, Disrupt Education. Um, Thanks for having me. Oh, huge disruptor. We're going to watch your journey. Um, we're going to see this blow up uh, eight states so far. Uh, and by the time this comes out, maybe in a week, you'll probably be in 10. So we'll see. Oh, so, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, keep disrupting. We'll see you. Thanks, guys.